previously on ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei. Wow, stuff got intense towards the end there, but we gotta <laughs> recap the rest of the episode leading up to that point, beginning with Wei Young going to have a conversation with his old friend Riven the Chemist, who he used to know back at BSSU and finishing school back in the day. But, you know, Wei Young, when you leave somebody's sister at the altar, turns out they're gonna turn against you, maybe, so... Now that's why they're not very good friends with each other, but Riven did still give you all the information about the job going on in the Crystal Catacombs, and so you all gathered together with some equipment from the Apothecarial Society, some ghost-fighting implements, and so you went down into the Crystal Catacombs where you tried to summon a spirit, and you succeeded at summoning a spirit. It was Nellie Al the Gardener, but her head was an eyeball. That's no good. And so you began fighting. Seaway wrapped her up in a ghost scourge and you've begun to suck her soul into the ghost scourge's jar. But some weird stuff happened in the midst there. Tonin put on his mask, which seemed to really anger the spirit, and communed with a being on the other side. Weyoung also communed with a being on the other side because he wants to talk like in person with that being apparently. Hmm, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> and as we left off, Weyoung was just getting out of his conversation with this strange eye spirit. Tonin had begun to ring his singing bowls in a somewhat discordant manner, and Siwei was about to catch Tonin's family weapon, a sword that can now deal damage directly to ghosts. What's going to happen in the middle of this fight? Let's find out here in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. Oh boy. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by Thomas Ryan as Huey Young. Christian Randall playing Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Leng. I mean, I think we can just cut the banter this time and get right into the combat because... I'm dying! <laughs> I'm bound in veins! I think we're all kind of... Aren't we all bound up in veins? I think so, I escaped and I'm ringing them bowls, but I'm pretty hurt. Yeah, so Wei Young is the only one who is currently captured by the veins of the spirit. And in fact, you have that lacerated harm that you took from that as well. So fun. Tonin, you had a conversation by means of vein, but you are no longer in that conversation. And Siwei, you're good to go. Oh, you cool. <laughs> have no weird spirit attachments. <laughs> oh, I think one just hit me and it hurt. Yeah, because you have your club that you got enchanted, but every time you hit a spirit with it, you also get some blowback from that. Yeah. But now you've got Tonin's family sword that can do all kinds of weird spirit damage. If I catch it. If you're not going to catch it, just step out of the way. <laughs> yeah, here's here's what I'm going to say here. Like, we should roll when it's going to make the story, like, meaningfully more interesting if failure is a possibility. Seaway, you have three dots in prowess. I don't think there's a way that you're not catching this sword, okay. just my personal opinion. <laughs> no, I'm not going to argue with you. So you've got a sword that can attack ghosts because it's now full of ghost oil. Uh, Tonin, you're ringing bowls. Wei Young, you're just vibing after communing with a terrible spirit. The vibe feels like an inaccurate statement, my friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe you want to give us a bit of internal information about how Wei Young is feeling. Well, my leg just got shredded by a ghost eye veins, so I'm not, I'm like physically in pain. That is true. But aside from that, I'm actually feeling pretty good. This has gone a lot better than I anticipated. <laughs> All right. So you guys are in the middle of a fight with a ghost. Uh, we don't roll initiative in Blades in the Dao Fei. What do you guys want to do? Well, in, whenever you two feel ready, 
I'm going to try and stab this thing straight in the pupil with a magic sword. So I was going to try and stab it too, coincidentally. <laughs> if you guys have anything you want to do before I stab it. Can I help him? Can I assist or no? Using the proper terms, can I set up a teammate? Yeah, sure. How do you want to try and do that? I would like to use, you know, a little creative liberty here, but I would like to use the dissonant tones of these singing bowls. And I just want to like be ringing them so loud that a crack appears in the side of my mask. And I want to also just be like guttural, almost like Tibetan throat singing at the same time Mm -hmm. at this thing. And I would like to, I believe to set up, I have to take stress, correct? So to set somebody up, like if you're assisting somebody, it's a straight up, you take stress, they get plus one die to their roll. If you set somebody up, then you make a roll. You potentially take any fallout based off of how that goes. But then the other person gets plus one effect or improved position on their roll. I like setup um, because if we can improve the effect and close out this capture the ghost clock we have running, that would be great. So I will, yeah, I'm just going to try and do that. And I would like to, I only have one die in either of these, but I think either Tinker or Finesse would be the ones to roll. Okay. I would suggest that a tune might also be appropriate, but you don't have any dots in a tune. I do not, but a tune probably would be the best, wouldn't it? Do it and take a devil's bargain. Right now, I'd be rolling two dice, taking the lower one rather than just one die, yes? Yes, I will say, since you are, you know, you're ringing bowls, you're trained in doing this, I would probably put that at controlled okay. uh, for the position. Effect, um, we'll say standard, since you're just trying to set him up. Okay, I'll take it. Um, I am going to choose to take two stress and push myself because that's more narratively what's happening here. Oh boy. So you have one stress left. Yes. I am pushing myself right to the edge to help him out and I will roll one die. Ooh, okay. I have three dice in my little tray, a white one, a green one, and a black one. You said she's green? A sickly yellowish green, in fact. Hey, look at that. It's sickly yellowish green. That is the color of my die. Thematically appropriate. I think I'm going to use it to see if I can take her down. All right. That's a five. Okay, partial success. So as you start ringing your bowls, Nellie out the gardener is shrieking in response to this and the insane resonances, not only physical resonances, but also these weird spiritual resonances, you start to hear the catacombs rumble slightly up above your head. Uh Uh-oh. But you do (laughs) successfully set up Seaway for that uh, skirmish roll, I'm assuming. Yeah. Definitely a skirmish roll. So we're going to put this at risky standard, uh, but with that setup, you do get either plus one effect or improved position. So either controlled standard or risky with great effect. Okay, here's here's what I'm thinking. A high risk, high reward, right? Yeah. I've got three stress left before I take trauma. If I push myself, I get three dice. Yeah, you which do. hopefully succeeds, and I want it to be really effective. So I'm going to push myself to get three dice. Or if you take a devil's bargain. We're not all out here to take devil's bargains. We're all, sometimes we're pushing ourselves to our very limit. Hey, you play how you play. <laughs> I'm going to roll three skirmish dice for great effect. All right. That's a six. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, thank goodness. You do it. That is three ticks on the clock, which is exactly how many she has left before oh. she is sucked into the ghost scourge. So, Seaway, describe for us what this looks like. Yeah, so I'm going to catch that sword out of the air, and then Seaway's going to turn and look at her. 
I'm going to try and describe this. I'm picturing it in my head. It, it might be hard to describe out loud. <laughs> but I'm going to sort of put my feet on like opposite sides of the chain and pull them together. So the chain is kind of like wrapped around my ankles. As I do so, it yanks on the chain, pulling Nelio a little bit towards me and off balance. And as Nelio actually stumbles towards me, I ready the sword and plunge it straight into the pupil, uh, releasing this green energy and sucking Nelio down into the jar. Yeah. Yes, there is an ear-splitting shriek that fills the entire catacombs. You hear the crystals growing from the walls starting to rattle and chime almost in the same way as these singing bowls. And with the, her final last breath as she's sucked into that jar of the ghost scourge, lets out one final ear-splitting hiss, and you hear cracking and rumbling in the ceiling of the cave above you. I pull the knife out that was anchoring the chain, wrap it up real quick, and turn and just gesture, we gotta go. Uh-huh. I'm going to quickly stack up the ringing bowls and put them away. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do now. Uh, I just finished Metroid Prime Remastered over the weekend. And, you know, any good Metroid game has to have an escape sequence from a collapsing building. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. So here's what I think we're going to do. Hmm. <laughs> how, ooh, how nasty do I want to be about this? Just remember, two of us have one stress left. I yeah. want you to try and kill us. Because <laughs> the system that I have set up in my head that I think would make this the most dramatic would be to give each of you a clock to try to escape. And each round that you haven't finished your clock, you have to make a prowess resistance roll. But I have zero prowess for the record. <laughs> and Tonin and Seaway each only have one stress left which means doing resistance rolls is going to be very bad for you folks. I do have three in my prowess, though. You do. I've only got two. And uh, you also have plus one to all resistance rolls. However, you do still have a broken nose, which means minus one die <sighs> because of all the huffing and puffing. Wei Young is lacerated, which would mean minus one die to his running, realistically. And Tonin, you are shaken, so you could potentially have lower effect. Yeah. So that seems like a bad way to do it if I want you <laughs> folks to survive. It does seem like a prime opportunity for a flashback, however. Oh. It does. I think it does. So, I don't know if you guys know this. I have a butler. His name is Day. He's incredible. He's literally the only reason I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> I also happen to know that Day is an awesome earthbender. And I told him if things get really weird... I want you, like, on standby, and I want you to dig us a hole out of this place. Hmm. How much stress do I take for that one? <laughs> How much stress? I mean, it wouldn't be a particularly difficult situation to set up. The, the one thing I'm thinking here is I made you the offer of, like, hey, if you make Day a cohort, then he can come and help you out on these jobs, and you oh. specifically declined to make Day a cohort. Yeah, because he's my backup. I don't think he can be a cohort and a backup. Here, I'll make you... Mm -hmm. You know what? I'll... I like Day. Day's cool. Day's great. <laughs> Day's awesome. I'll let you have him show up to help out in this situation. <laughs> it is very, you know, Alfred showing up to help Batman when he really needs it. Yeah, Batman's dying. Does, does he have sort of that, like, Toph-esque ability to track us through the tunnels just by, like, feeling the vibes from above ground? The tremor sense? Uh, I'm going to make a fortune roll for Day, and I am doing this with the knowledge in mind that Thomas could potentially end up playing Day at some point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Day has tremors then. Yes! <laughs> oh no! Everyone loses now! I'm the king! I did try to get rid of Wei Young. Alright, so here's what I'm going to say. Day shows up out of nowhere. He's going to be consistently setting you guys up, so each of you can have plus one die or increased effect for each of these rolls that you're going to make. And I'm going to I'm going to put it at, we'll say. Hmm. Four o'clock for each of you. Oh man. I just like this vision of days like it's like drops through the ceilings like, let's go, let's go, and just throwing <laughs> rocks out of the way as we're sprinting down the tunnel. Oh guys, if I hadn't oh no. If I hadn't done that stress, I have a special ability to push myself to perform a feat of physical force that verges on the superhuman. You fools. <laughs> you should have taken a devil's bargain. I don't have the stress to do that now. Now, one other thing actually that's coming to mind, Tonin, you have a lot of bowls to pick up. I did think about that. Just leave the bowls. So to Thomas's statement here, you could leave the bowls behind. However, these bowls are the way that you commune with your patron. Yeah, I'm not leaving these bowls behind. It's not happening. Okay. Not really a question. So do we give Tonin a six clock because he has to pick up the bowls? I think as much as I hate it, that does sound fair. I think two linked clocks, a four clock for picking up the bowls and a four clock for running away. <laughs> oh, so you only have an eight clock. Well, how many bowls are there? If there's eight bowls, that's an eight clock. That's good math. I like it. I don't actually know canonically how many planets are in the Avatar versus solar system. So I don't know if I can speak to that accurately. I like to imagine one for each chakra. That would be seven bowls, dude. Yeah. It's not like I haven't set these up and taken them down before. I'm, I have a method. But you know, I can be quick. They're, they're, they're sized in proportion to the planet, so some of them are smaller than others, right? Yeah. Remember when uh, speed cup stacking was a thing? Yeah. I haven't thought about that in years. Holy cow. Okay, so each of you has a four clock, except for Tone, and you have a six clock. Each round that you do not make it out, you're going to make a prowess roll with either plus one die or increased effect from day's help. And you can also do that as you attempt to fill up your clocks. So who wants to go first? Uh, I think we, like, we don't have a specific initiative in Blades in the Dark, but I want to give each of us a chance to act at least once before somebody else acts a second time. Mm -hmm. I would like to go first if possible. I will have noticed the mask crack and I don't know how distracted everyone else is, but I remove it now that it's cracked and the ghost is gone. And if either of you see what is underneath it, it is my real face. Have we not seen your real face? I'm not gonna lie, given previous revelations, I was expecting it just to be like a blank nothing. It is a blank nothing, except a mouth. There's no eyes and no nose. It's just a smooth surface with a mouth. Um, <laughs> and in the blink of an eye, a face does appear, the face that you know as Lao Kai, the one that I would wear just around, because I just throw on the most convenient quick face that I am familiar with. Um, Ned, may I ask your favor as a DM to make a roll that will not, like, screw me if it doesn't work, <laughs> but, like, a study roll? I'm really bad at that, but just to see if I get lucky and see his face. Yeah, we'll make this gather information. Okay. Yeah, there are no consequences for gathering information, so we'll just make this a gather information <laughs> to see how good your information is. Okay, so I'm rolling two and taking the lower. It's a six and a five. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Holy cow. So you get a pretty darn good glance. Uh, for a second, you're kind of like, is that really what I'm seeing? But after a while, you know, based on previous experiences that Seaway's had with Tony, you're kind of like, I think that's what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> oh, God. Similarly, uh, 
could I survey the area, which would include his face? Sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, Wow, a two and a four. Okay, so... A four is a partial success, though, right? Four is a partial success. Oh, you so, weren't taking the lower... <laughs> okay, I was like, uh, I got good survey. Yeah, I think you probably aren't as convinced as Seaway is because you didn't have that prior experience of, like, popping out of a barrel and being like, how quickly did you change your face? But also, it's weird. And you have been already skeptical of that. I've been suspicious about other stuff, though. Yeah. Um, and and here's here's my actual movement to try and get the clock moving forward. I will move in a manner that I don't believe... I mean, they both rolled okay, so they will both see this probably, but I don't think Seaway would understand what he's seeing, and Wei Young might only get glimpses of it. Um, Day would definitely recognize the way that I'm moving. Mm. Um, and I will move in a very practiced and efficient way to attempt to gather them up very quickly. And I would actually like to roll either skirmish. Well, I guess I'm rolling against it, right? Yeah, so you can in this instance. You're just trying to fill up your six clock. So you can choose whichever skill you think would be most appropriate for this moment. I will choose finesse feels I'll say skirmish. I'll say skirmish. All right. So to fill up the clock with one die. Boy, I'll tell you what. I wish I could consort or sway the rocks to listen to me. So you do get <laughs> plus one die or increased effect because of day. I will take the plus one die. And you do get less effect because you're shaken. Boy, howdy. A six and a four. I'll take the six. All right. So that is two ticks on your six clock. So let's just say I get the bowls up in, in one move. And now I'm just trying to get out like them. <laughs> Correct. However, like I said, each round that you haven't filled up your clock, you need to make a prowess resistance roll. So three dice, because you have two in prowess, plus one for forged and fire. You get an additional die or increased effect because of day's help. What would increased effect be? Increased effect. Actually, I'm not sure what increased effect would do on a resistance roll. So I think it would probably be the, just the plus one die. Well... Time to get up my fourth die I never thought I'd have to use. You don't make nearly enough Devil's Bargains. Okay, well, the odds of me getting a six are pretty good. Also very necessary. Very necessary. Okay, one of those is a six. Another one is a two. So okay. I'll take the six. So, yeah, you perform a kata that has been ingrained into your mind since a young age. You remember those days with your father out in the training courtyard, him lashing you across the back with a rod every time you didn't manage to get it correctly. And you're like, no, I've got this. Don't worry. I know how to perform these movements. Perfect. Um, and then I will just start booking it with my friends. All right. My very good friends who trust each other. You've managed to make it successfully one round. <laughs> We'd like to go next. After you, Seaway. Well, that's what I was going to go last because I want to bring up behind because I'm. it's not arrogance to know that I have the best prowess in the group. And I want to be able, if anyone else fails, stumbles, falls, to try and grab them and pull them with me, carry them if I can. So I was going to go last, Thomas, <laughs> to make sure I'm always in the back of the group. All right, Wei Young. You have zero dice in prowess. You get plus one because of day. You get minus one because you're lacerated. So I just have two dice. Take the lowest. You could make a devil's bargain. <laughs> could make a devil's bargain. This is a roll with dots. I mean, I don't have any dots, but I should have dots. Um, I mean, I'm just going to run. That's all I got at this point. I know where the ex exit is, hopefully. All right. Um, so you can still use for this initial roll. Ac actually, no. Yeah. For this initial roll, you can choose whichever skill you want. Oh, thank you. That goodness. prowess roll is going to come in for your resistance roll. Okay. 
I would like to survey the area, see what the quickest way out is. Okay. So I get pl- do I get plus one because of day for that or no? Plus one because of day or increased effect, minus one because you're lacerated. Awesome. No, wait, actually, laceration wouldn't come into effect since you're surveying the area. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking. Laceration is only for, like, the physical act of running since your leg is all bloody and whatnot. So I would have a plus one then. Correct. Okay. Um, and do, how about a devil's bargain as well, since Ooh, we're here? A devil's bargain, yeah. He's going all four. I've got four I'm going to use four. What would the devil's bargain be? I've done one for every role I could possibly do so far this session, so i got to keep that going. Oh, you're counting this as a continuation of last time? Yeah, because, I mean, we're still in the same job. Oh, man. So here's what I'm thinking. As I've been, like, editing through previous episodes, it has struck me exactly how many times you have spoken with the devil and said, hey, I want to sell a little piece of my soul for a little bit of help from you. <laughs> Am I running out of soul? <laughs> um, I'm just going to say, in this instance, if you take a devil's bargain... Nothing's going to happen right now, but something might happen in the future just as a stroke of incredibly bad luck. I don't need incredibly bad luck. I'm just going to take my three die. I, <gasps> wow. I know. Podcast I know. history. I know. <laughs> didn't take a devil's bargain. <laughs> I know. Oh, but I can push myself. I'll just push myself. Oh, pushing yourself. Pushing myself. Okay, so now you only have two stress left. Six. Nice. So you gave yourself two stress in order to take zero stress. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's just planning ahead. Um, so now I run for my life, right? And that's when I get my take the yeah. lowest roll. Oh, wait, roll. actually, ah, that wasn't the prowess roll. I need to remind myself the order of operation here. That was the survey roll. Yeah, yeah. You got a full success on that. So you marked three ticks on your progress clock. Oh, heck yeah. So you only have one left. Oh, you're almost out of here. As I run, I'll, I'll yell to the crew like, this way. <laughs> yeah, it was so it was so deep in there. I'm assuming it's only this section that's collapsing. <laughs> so yeah, he's already almost out of the danger zone and into just cave. <laughs> yeah, this is like in Metroid Fusion when it's just the research portion of the BSL laboratory that's sliding off and getting destroyed. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Are you gonna start a Metroid side podcast? <laughs> Maybe. It's my favorite series. <laughs> All right. So now we uh, we get a prowess resistance roll from you. <sighs> I've only got two stress left, which means I'm probably going to... Because you go down if you max out your stress in this, right? Yeah. I hope you guys are ready to carry my body. Here we go. I rolled a two. Okay. No. Which I believe is four ticks of stress. That it is. Which puts Would me you like in the, the trauma bargain? zone, baby. Oh, yeah. Give me that. Oh, okay. now you're going to take the devil's bargain. Well, he can- <laughs> devil's bargain. So I rolled. I, I already rolled, though, and it's take the lowest. So, yeah. In that instance, you would just completely re-roll the entire situation. Okay. With one dice and hope for the best. I don't even care what the devil's bargain is. I'm just rolling. Okay. I'm down. All right, and the devil's bargain was my previous offer. Oh, awesome. so you're still I'm down. future trouble. Call my corpse out of there, boys. The devil said, I've got everything I need and let you <laughs> fall. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to talk about how taking trauma works. When you mark your last stress box, you suffer a level of trauma. You're going to choose one of the trauma conditions. We'll itemize those in a little bit. But the more immediate effect is when you suffer trauma, you're taken out of the action. You're left for dead or otherwise dropped out of the current conflict only to come back later, shaken and drained. When you return, you have zero stress and your vice has been satisfied for the next downtime. Cool. So now let's talk about these trauma conditions. These are permanent. You acquire a new personality quirk indicated by the condition and you can earn XP by using it to cause trouble. So like we've done every time we've asked the growth questions, there's that fourth question. Did you struggle with issues from your vice or your traumas during the session? 
These are role-playing conditions, so you can play them up as much or as little as you want to, but the more you play them up, the more likelihood there is that you'll get to mark XP for experiencing problems from your traumas. So you can take up to four traumas, but once you mark your fourth trauma, your character can't continue as a daring scoundrel, and you must either retire them to a different life or send them to prison to take fall for the crew's wanted level. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not going to jail, so I'm going to retire if it gets that far. So these are, there are eight trauma conditions that you can choose from, Leon. First one is cold. You're not moved by emotional appeals or social bounds. Oh. Two, haunted. You're often lost in reverie, reliving past horrors or seeing things. Three, obsessed. You're enthralled by one thing, an activity, a person, an ideology. Four, paranoid. You imagine danger everywhere and you can't trust others. Five, reckless. You have little regard for your own safety or best interests. Six, soft. You lose your edge. You become sentimental, passive, gentle. Seven, unstable. Your emotional state is volatile. You can instantly rage or fall into despair, act up impulsively or freeze up. And eight, vicious. You seek out opportunities to hurt people even for no good reason. There's a few on that list that I really want to do. <laughs> Haunted seems appropriate for the mission. Paranoid, paranoid seems, seems appropriate, appropriate for <laughs> way I'm naturally paranoid. Yeah, but you're al- yeah, you're already paranoid. <laughs> I was thinking like cold and paranoid are already kind of my jam. Like I would kick orphans if I had the opportunity. So, uh, oh, but I want to hurt people. Um, <laughs> would it be inappropriate to pick vicious? You know, I, I better idea. I want you guys to pick for me. I'll just go with whatever you choose. Give the power back to you, the people. Power to you guys. I know you just said you want a vicious, but here's my thought process. You are already kind of paranoid. You got a glimpse that Tonin's face was faceless for a moment. And mere moments later, a cave collapsed in on you. You were already edgy on him. And now that amazing fall of misfortune happens right after that. I feel like your character is going to be extra like, dude, this is your fault. Like something's up and the paranoia is just going to like a few notches up. I would say the same argument for obsessed. I will say what I will add as my GM's opinion. If you are already paranoid, this is your opportunity to mechanize that to your benefit. That is true. I'm just trying to min-max, baby. Because previously, you could be paranoid and not get anything from it. Now, if you're paranoid and that causes troubles for you, you get to mark XP. I mean, we got two for paranoid and one for obsessed, so that seems like... Paranoid wins. Yep. But also, I'm dead. I'm dead. (laughs) Drag me out. Day, please. Hey, even if we leave you for dead, you crawl out of the rubble a couple days later and are like, you guys left me. (laughs) Well, you're you're lucky I don't pick vicious then. (laughs) All right. That concludes Wei Young's turn. Seaway, what would you like to do? Uh, So, yeah, going against the actual Blades in the Dark handbook, which I think would say that we're all scoundrels and we would leave him for dead. That ain't Seaway. So I am going to try and grab him and drag him with me. I'm not sure what type of penalty that will give me. And then I assume, even though I really wish I could fight the cave-in using skirmish, I'm going to assume this is more of a prowl roll. All right. What I'm going to say, you grab Wei Young. All that that's going to do for you is you're going to also have to fill in that final tick of Wei Young's clock in order to make it out before you are taken down yourself. That seems fair. So for Prowl, I have one. You sure you can't just muscle your way through? Just, just fight. <laughs> so I gotta ask, when I, I went down, right, 
Did I be like, this way, guys, this way, and then a rock just landed on me and I was flattened? Or Yeah, so you're running, you're like, okay, this is the way we're going, and then you just get beamed on the side of the head by a oh. not inconsequentially sized rock. You fall to the ground unconscious. Seaway, I will give you the option, since you're just like brute strength muscling your way through this, I would give you the option to roll with just prowess instead of rolling with a specific skill. Oh, oh man, that would be very good for me. The beef boy's back. I will do that. Okay, so that is three minus one for broken nose, potentially plus one because of day's help or potentially increased effect, which could possibly get you five ticks in one round. Oh, do I go for two dice and just clear us? Or do I go for three? You do have to get extreme effect in order to get those five ticks, is the thing. So you'd have to roll a critical success. So, yeah, let's math this out a little bit. You could take the three dice and, you know, potentially roll a critical success with two of those. If you take the increased effect from day, you would only have to roll a single six in order to get that critical success <sighs> because it would increase you from regular great effect up to extreme effect. I'll play it safe. I'll take the three dice. All right. Four. Oh boy. So that is partial success. That is standard effect. Two ticks on your own clock. And now we get a prowess resistance roll. So I have three in that. Minus one for broken nose, plus one for day. If I, if I only get a five, I still take one stress and I get trauma, don't I? That is correct. Oh, no. Is there nothing else we can do? If I take a devil's bargain, I can roll one more die. That is correct. And Tonin can't drag us both out of here. Devil's bargain, devil's bargain, But there's bargain, also just the chance I just bargain. get a negative thing and I still take trauma. If you take a devil's bargain, you have a one in six chance. And I can hear it and not take it, right? Correct. What is it, Ned? From just like the sheer strain of pulling Wei Young behind you, you would dislocate your shoulder at level two harm. Oh gosh. Is that it? I mean, the other option is to take trauma and go unconscious. So, like, we do have Day there. He could Deus Ex Machina us potentially. Nice. It's <laughs> actually his last name is Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah, what? I'll just take the trauma. What? All right. My boy. I can't have a. I can't have minus two die. I've already got a level two harm. Well, hold on a second. Uh, would rage essence help you here? Rage essence certainly would help you here. Could I drink it now? I will give you the opportunity to drink your rage essence if you would like. What would yeah. it do? I would say it would allow you to resist the stress, but still take the trauma, and you would be able to essentially just like it, similar to like a zealot barbarian in D anD. d you wouldn't be able to go down. You would be able to, like, as long as you're raging, you can just keep going no matter how much stress you take, but you would still take trauma as a result of it. Interesting. Would I have to make the resistance roll to not beat the crap out of way up? <laughs> I'm already down, man. I'm broken. I know, but that's part of the... Here's the interesting thing I'm realizing about what I've just proposed. You can resist the consequences of won't stop until they're broken and you see it as everybody's an enemy, but I already just said no matter how much stress you take, you can keep going. So the resistance rolls would be moot at that point. Yeah, you could just bulldoze through the tunnels. Because normally once you take the trauma, your stress is reset to zero. But would his carry over? Yeah, would I still have full stress at the end? Or would, after I'm done, would I go? Would I basically just... Yeah, so here's how we're going to balance this out. When you come back from having taken trauma, your stress is reduced to zero. Your vice has been fulfilled for the next downtime. But I would also start a six clock called Rage Essence Dependency. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm becoming an addict. You're hooked <laughs> on the juice, man. Okay, 
I'll do it. All right. <laughs> I need to make this artboard bigger because we have too many long-term project clocks. We're going to need to find a place like on the website or something so the fans can keep track. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, what all are they doing now? <laughs> so, Seaway, you are still going to take trauma at the end of this. So which trauma condition would you like to mark? I'm thinking about this and I'll similarly let you guys help, but I'm thinking it would be interesting depending on the character arc I want, to either go for soft or vicious. Either I lose my edge, because right now I'm the most violent member when we go on jobs, or I crank it up and become more violent. I was going to pitch unstable. You're just, who knows what way you're going to swing at any moment. Like you may just snap at the drop of a hat. Yeah, because I feel like so far, Siwi's been pretty measured and like, you know, calm, collected, but now not the case. And keep in mind with traumas, this is a role-playing condition. You can play it up as much or as little as you would like, but it does give you the opportunity to level up quicker the more you lean into it. Krishna, what do you think? I kind of like unstable. because rage it, essence would make sense to now have an anger issue. Yeah, you're just like, you're snapping at people and you're like, you might just have a very calm conversation or you might lash out. Waiting for your next fix, you get all edgy and freaking out. Okay. Unstable. Unstable. Can traumas be healed in any way? Traumas are permanent, in fact. Oh, my poor sweet Seaway. Poor mm -hmm. sweet Jenna. I know. <laughs> my sweet puppy dog has an anger issue now. Now, I will say that is vanilla as written, Blades in the Dark. They are permanent. I tend to like my characters have, like I mentioned earlier, we changed the healing rules so you guys could survive a little bit longer. <laughs> I will open up the opportunity for there to be a way to overcome traumas. You know, that's how real life works. It's just a very long-term kind of situation. Like an 8 or 12 clock. Seaway goes to therapy. Multiple linked 12 clocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is everybody's first round. And now I guess we come back to Tonin. That went so badly. But things are so much more interesting now. So I am shaken. I have less effect. I did my moves. Would I be able to consort with Day in order to have him just be like, go this way. You will be the most effective if you go this way so that I can kind of just follow his lead. I'll say, think of like Zuko and Aang doing the dragon dance together. You could potentially try and like team up with Day so that you're working in tandem with each other. That's true, because I would recognize his movements as well and know what he's about to do and be able to prep myself as I move forward. Mm -hmm. Okay, so could I justify that as consort? I think so. Are you an earthbender? That's what I said. I wrote that I'm in the chat. Secret earthbender. I'm certainly not an earthbender. If I was an earthbender, we wouldn't need day around here. Like I said previously, as the GM, Tonin is not currently an earthbender. Currently? I will roll my 3d6. You can flex that? <laughs> now, I did not say that Tonin can turn on and off earthbending. I said Tonin is not currently an earthbender. I'm paranoid. What do you want? <laughs> you are paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's two for consort, one for day helping. Decreased effect for shaken. If I were to roll four dice by taking a devil's bargain, I might be able to crit. I might be able to crit on three. You know what? I might be able to crit on three. I'll take three. All right. Or you could roll two and reduce your decreased effect. Because, yeah, day setting you up is going to give you plus one die or increased effect. I will take the increased effect with two dice. Feels so risky. A six and a one. Okay. I'll take the six. Nice. <laughs> with that, you have cleared out three more ticks on your progress clock. 
You have one left. Give me a prowess resistance roll. And for the prowess, I rolled four last time. Why did I do that? So you have two prowess. I'm pretty sure, did you take a double? No, you you pushed yourself. No. No, I can't remember. I can't remember the details. We're in the heat of the moment. (laughs) Right now, in this moment, you have two dots in prowess. You can get plus one from day. And that's it. So I'll just roll my three, and one of them better be a six. Otherwise, Seaway, you got to carry two people. A six, a one, and a two. Boy, I'll tell you what. (laughs) I got the shakes over here. You are walking a razor's edge. Yeah, holy cow. Oh, boy. The dice like to scare me because the one is the thing that stopped first. I know. I roll through a (laughs) dice tower, and they'll, like, roll out the front one at a time. So it'll be like one, two, (laughs) then six. (laughs) All right. So, Weyoung, you're unconscious. Seaway, what would you like to do? I guess I'll keep running. So, just a general prowess roll again? Correct. Six. All right. That is three ticks, which fills up simultaneously your progress clock and Weyoung's progress clock. Oh, y'all are out. And we both collapse on the ground. Yeah, you go rushing out the other side, past Day as he's in the middle of performing his earthbending moves to try and clear the way out for Tonin. You collapse, both of you unconscious, both of you traumatized, but no longer about to get buried in rocks. And that just brings us to Tonin. Oh, joy. Well, I can't help you now. You only got one le- one segment left. I only got one segment left. I'm just picturing Day doing like a fireman's carry with all three of us walking out of the cave. <laughs> Day's all beef. He can do anything. Could I use the same logic as I did last time to try and uh, read his moves to get out? Mm. Feels cheap to do it twice. Yeah, I think you've already got that established. Now it's just the final sprint to get to the entrance before you're buried. Then I will have to choose finesse because that seems like the quick thing right if he's just trying to make a hard sprint for the end could he make a general prowess roll like i've been doing yeah we could also go for that you are a kind and (laughs) gentle dm you say as he gives all three of us potential trauma he is a kind and generous gm we we do not doubt him he is good the gm giveth the gm taketh away all hail the mighty gm again a one a two and a five. Not bad. (laughs) So as the final stones fall across the entryway, you leap through, do a little like spiral somersault onto the ground. You're sprawled out, still breathing, still conscious next to your two incapacitated friends. And Day looks down at you and says, why do we fall, Master Tony? <laughs> you can't do that. We're going to get copyright strikes. Batman's going to call us. <laughs> to, to keep copyright safe, I say, I have no idea. <laughs> that was scary. Any references to that work were unintentional. So you and Day working together, you pick up your friends, you start dragging them battered and bruised out of the crystal catacombs. Still thinking about everything that you just experienced, still the image burned into your mind of that glowing green eye. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. Oh my gosh. Did we even accomplish the job? Yeah, we, I've got the jar on me with the spirit. I thought there were a bunch of ghosts. I didn't think it was just the one. Well, I guess here's the thing. They were like, hey, we need you to get rid of this spirit. And we did. But in the process, we caved in the cave they were working in. <laughs> 
<laughs> They'll be fine. They can hire some earthbenders. They'll be okay. Yeah. We'll handle all of that next time when we go through resolving the payout and the heat and all that Ugh. stuff. Okay. I feel like if someone hired an exorcist and they just detonated and demolished the building. <laughs> can't have no ghosts if you ain't got no building. Yeah. You know, he was, he was bound to the home because the home was where he was murdered in a terrible passion, but there's no home left. So where's he going to be bound to? I'm not sure what you're complaining about. I guaranteed I get the ghost out of there. Yeah, we're, we are no longer being haunted by Harlow Thromby's ghost. Oh, man. A little callback for anybody who's listened to our Ghost Hunter bonus episode. Oh, man. That was a nightmare, but it was fun. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff to resolve in our next session. Oh, man. But for now, thanks, everybody, for joining us in this episode of Imptab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a trio of scoundrels who all made it out of there alive if you would go <laughs> ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you want to talk to me about my obsession with the Metroid video game series, <laughs> don't be afraid to reach out. I am very sincere about that. I will talk with you about Metroid very in-depth. <laughs> now, it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Woo. First person we're shouting out is our newest, newest member of the Sticker Club, Mitch David. Hey, Woo. Mitch. Yes. So we record these a little bit ahead of time. And the last time that we recorded, I was like, yes, our newest patron, Daniel Wolf. And then like immediately as soon as we finished recording those, Mitch David also joined the Sticker Club. <laughs> so unfortunately, a little bit of a delay in your shout out but now here we are Mitch welcome to the sticker club welcome to the fold we are very glad to have you here and glad that you are doing so well in your avatar pub trivia nights <laughs> is uh, Mitch a, um, a firebender because he shares a lot of fire memes in the discord ayo, ayo, ayo. oh snap <laughs> yeah we're gonna go with that Mitch you are currently the leader of the firebending embassy in Bossing Say holy cow Dang. that's a huge role yeah you had a bit of a kerfuffle a while back with uh, any of you who have played through the Kiyoshi era adventure in Wanchi Tong's adventure guide, you'll know a little bit about that kerfuffle that Mitch <laughs> went through, abducted children and all that. But I won't spoil any of that information. Go and play the Kiyoshi adventure from Wanchi Tong's adventure guide if you want to learn more about what happened there. The next person that we're shouting out is Aaron Parrott. Ooh. Ooh, wait, wait, just Parrot? Oh, man. I'm pretty sure just Parrot. Not like parrot turtle or parrot oh eel surely you mean parrot monkey it's the weirdest thing it's just parrot that's all it says here but yeah Aaron is one of the many suppliers who helps Seaway get all of these fancy new animals to sell at Lang's Discount Pets and you haven't quite been able to bring yourself to let go of the parrot from which you got your name but Seaway's gonna keep trying get dang it and then the last person we're shouting out today is James Walker James is the earthbending contractor that the catacombers are hiring to clear out that section of the catacombs oh, that just poor. got collapsed good luck oh boy oh yeah that's gonna cost you like 15 coin bud that's a big job there yeah yeah you know that's exactly the thing like as we discovered with the catacombers they have quite a bit of disposable income that they can give to people to do jobs for them as evidenced by the 10 coin apparently you guys are getting for this job so don't you worry at all James you're going to get paid very very well for clearing out this collapsed cave here 
That does it for this week's Batch of Sticker Club patrons, and we'll have more to shout out next week. But if you, our listener, want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biannual sticker packs, and more. Now, let's do a quick round of plugs. As always, you've heard us say so many times, so, so many times, we've got 10,000 things. We've got our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, a D&D 5e actual play going through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. <laughs> and we've also got our fake campaigns. The one that I'm going to shout out right now is Transformer Reject, because we've had a surprising amount of patrons asking for their personalized messages from characters from Transformer Rejects, surprisingly really? enough. I, oh, man. It yeah. makes no sense to me, but as long as people enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah go check out transformer rejects that one we knew nothing about transformers going into it but it turned out so wild and so great we knew even less coming out of it exactly <laughs> and the last thing that we're going to shout out for the plugs is our partnership with fanrolldice.com if you want some cool dice you can use coupon code vroom vroom fifi at checkout to get 10 percent off your order and some of those proceeds will go back to us to warm our hearts and uh, help us keep the show going that's all we got for now. Oh, wait. Actually, one last plug. I would like to plug my favorite video game series of all time, Metroid. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Metroid Prime Remastered was just released recently for Nintendo Switch. It's the best way to experience that classic game of the GameCube era. So go give that a check. <laughs> that does it for our plugs this time. Thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dow Fay. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan, now paranoid. Christian Randall, I don't know if I'm lucky or not. <laughs> Evan Peterson, now unstable. <laughs> Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Can I take a plug away? <laughs> you that, take a pl- can I like undo a plug? Oh, an I mean, anti-plug? Which one would you propose to anti-plug there? Uh, Transformers Rejects, actually. What? (laughs) Riding a piece of metal powered by explosion is one of my proudest ImpTab moments. Yeah, fair play. It was a good one. You truly were Amar. (laughs) Uh.